Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast, where our mission is to help hosts share their space and live their dream. This episode is sponsored by our free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Our comprehensive Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist will take the guesswork out of what you'll need to finally get your Airbnb off the ground. You'll have the confidence to do that thing you've always wanted to do. Get started today sharing your space and living your dream by visiting our website, thanksforvisiting.me. And that's for F-O-R and signing up for your free Airbnb Startup Essentials Checklist. Again, this is free, so hurry up and get your copy today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, and welcome to Thanks for Visiting. I am one of your hosts, Sarah Karakayan. And I'm Annette Grant. And together we are Thanks Thanks for Visiting. visiting. We have to do that. You know we do. (laughs) And we're back. We have another episode we're super pumped about. We have someone in uh, in the studio, aka Sarah's office, with us today. Sarah, you want to give some background on our guest? Yeah. So you know that Myself and Annette are completely obsessed with all things Airbnb, short-term rentals, and we were missing something here in Columbus. We were missing a meetup in person. There's a few Facebook groups, and that was great and all, but I love being with my peeps. So we started a meetup, and we heard the story of the businessman who is here today, BJ Allman, who is starting a business that was inspired by this new short-term rental industry, but he's kind of taking his own take on it and, and, and solving a need that is out there that actually randomly I've been met with when it came to my RV. So let me just tell you a real quick story and then we're going to bring BJ in. But I we were contacted via, I think it was Outdoorsy and someone needed our RV for a long period of time. And I had no idea how much we could charge for like two, three, four months. So I actually called a local RV place and I was like, hey, if I wanted to rent an RV for three months, how much would you charge? And like the number was astronomical. So I was like, okay, we don't, I mean, it'd be great to get that much, but let's meet her halfway because she had suffered a fire. So she was in a fire, her animals died. It was very, very sad. She had three sons. And so we knew that our RV was just too small for her needs when it came down to it. But it was win-win for the insurance company because it was much less than the RV centers were going to charge because she wanted to have an RV on her lot. She wanted okay. to stay on her property. While it was being repaired. So Correct. she could check on it. Okay. Yes. And probably like school districts. I mean, I think just friends, being still at home in some capacity. Yeah, I was so wondering why she wanted to stay in an RV. It didn't work sense. out with us. It was interesting when BJ and I connected because I was like, actually, I feel like I've already kind of 
seeing this happening in my own little tiny short-term rental industry world. And so I'm really excited to share with all of you listeners how he is meeting this need head-on, not just with RVs, but also with short-term rentals. So BJ, welcome to our show. Good to be here. Yeah, we are pumped. You've got a really good story. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so we want you to share with our listeners how you got inspired to start this business and then go into what the business is. Sure. Well, um, back in 2004, my wife and I, uh, Sarah, also with an H. It's um, <laughs> a good way to spell it. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> she is a princess. <laughs> we bought our first property about 15 years ago. So, and ended up uh, selling, we bought that at the dip and sold it like at the peak. I mean, it was a great deal, you know, 2018 peak of real estate. So flipping was a good opportunity for that property. And um, after I sold it, she expressed interest in doing, you know, another property together. And uh, and I was like, awesome. You know, this is great. She had me at hello. <laughs> I was ready to go. And so we, we found a, a cute little house right downtown in Delaware, Ohio, and used that money to put put down on this house and about 1500 square feet, three bedrooms upstairs, uh, first floor master walking distance to the lovely downtown. Just perfect. Yeah. You know, old brick home, you know, late 1800s, early 1900 home. Exactly what we wanted for our city because there's not a lot of places to stay. Yeah. Um, and really hotels, um, are either, you know, Polaris, there's a small one down on 23 south of Delaware, but it's not, you know, in town, you know, so. So for our listeners, just to give them um, geographically, Delaware is about, can I say 30 minutes north of Columbus, Ohio? That's correct. Like downtown Columbus, right? Yeah. Downtown Columbus, Ohio. So, and it's more of uh, a rural, I guess, town. Is that fair to say? Not really rural, but. It's a small little college town. It's a college town. Lots of coffee shops, awesome restaurants, you know. It's quaint. A few micro brews. You know, just places to hang out and gather. But very, very family friendly with a history there too. But I think this is interesting too, listeners, to just take note of. We're not talking downtown Columbus right now. And BJ has seen this opportunity in Delaware, which means if you're in the same, a similar area, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like in reality with like Airbnb. Right. um, But we were just getting ready to, we bought it, this house in December, 2018, um, did a couple months of just restoring the wood floors, making it beautiful. And Sarah just knocked it out of the park from a design perspective. And, you know, I just really trust her on those decisions Mm -hmm. and just follow and do. I love it. It makes me feel great because I feel like we have a strategy together. And uh, so it's just fun to do with your spouse, you know, but we uh, were getting ready to you know, start the meticulous, make it feel like home now. Yep. So decorations and that, there's, a, you know, making a place feel like you've lived there for 10 years in one month. Right. Basically. Yep. <laughs> Let's get this thing on the market and start rent, renting. And so, but some friends came to mind um, who had a fire uh, and there was, the fire wasn't too bad, but the smoke damage ruined everything. And they, it, it may as well burnt the house down on the inside. I mean, it just, they had to like really redo basically everything inside. 
And so they were immediately out of their home for some undisclosed amount of time because they don't really know when it's going to get done, you know, fixed and remedied. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just was having a conversation with Sarah about it and just said, you know, before we put it on Airbnb, you know, we were talking to one another and why don't we just see if we can work with their insurance company or something and get them in into this home. And uh, I, I would say it took, it was within a week and we had, you know, our first rent check overnighted to us for, <laughs> you know, from the insurance company. And it was a really great opportunity for so many reasons. Um, and it was a win, 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 uh, which is pretty rare. So what happened was we got this family who was living 30 minutes from their home getting remedied and they were away from the, the place that they loved. They were living in a hotel room without kitchen and things we take for granted um, for a month at, by that time. And, uh, you know, no laundry, you know, just yeah. it becomes challenging. Yeah. So that's um, just the emotional. They had just weathered this that's right. storm of that something that wasn't anticipated and in, out of their house. And really, like, they were on the forefront of that still with just the remedy process because that can be really painful for the families going through that. Yeah. Because they've lost a lot. And then, like, basically they're working with general contractors and that process isn't always the best. So they stayed in what we affectionately call the Lady Liberty House. Um, You can look up that property on Instagram at um, Lil Lady. L-I-L. Lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lil Lady. Um, I, I have the exact Instagram. I have to look it up because okay. I can never remember we'll, it. We'll link to it. But yeah. <laughs> we have pictures there and there's some cool stuff happening there. The, uh, the process, you know, took about five months for them. And we were able to get a year's worth of short-term um, stays revenue in five months. Okay. You didn't have to ask um, your friends to spend that money because the insurance is covered. That's it. right. And they, we, again, just very similar parallel to your story. We lowered the the cost of the claim mm-hmm. for the temporary housing portion. The insurance companies will cover deposit, will cover, you know, <laughs> uh, cleaning fees. If you want to be in there once a week, wow. Um, wow. To do the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, they cover that as well. Any long, any maintenance for the house basically is is covered, and so that got me thinking, you know. And of course, like what we did from a revenue perspective, you know, got these these lovely people back into a home, yeah, you know, where they can cook and they can do the normal things of life. And I just can't imagine, you know, when families have kids in this situation where it's disruptive for schooling, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. Annette. You know that. That is like mind blowing how somebody's going to live like that in for right. months with a big family. I, I don't even know how, but that's how in town stays. Um, really, the dot com side and the the spirit behind what I want to do with some friends of mine that are in the product space. I've been in the product space for about twenty years, building uh, apps and things like that, and. I just saw a really good business opportunity. Yeah. So. And it's called, so listeners, we haven't said it yet, unless you've seen the title. It's his business is called In Town Stays. And can you believe it? He got that web address. <laughs> yeah. We I N N Town Stays and I N, which is kind of like brilliant because it's such a great play on words, even yeah. for like a hotel. 
I I have some initial questions when you were helping this family out. Sure. Did you, so you and your wife were already, you know, full steam ahead. We're going to put this short-term rental on Airbnb. Did you already know at the market value, like, hey, our nightly rate, we're anticipating this during the week, this on the weekends. What was the, you know, obviously I know you wanted to help this family, but I'm sure you had a mortgage, you had utilities, you had other things that needed to be satisfied and you hadn't been on Airbnb yet. So how did you come up with that pricing or how did you negotiate that with the insurance company really not knowing kind of what your history would be if you were to list it on Airbnb. How did you say this is obviously it was the right decision, yep. you know, from your heart, but financially, yep. how did you do that math? Um, so, well, Sarah did some research um, just on what to price it at for, mm-hmm. and, and she was really working hard on that. And we were having conversations and just kind of went back and forth on thoughts on how do you price something? Mm-hmm. And so what I looked at um, too is, typical rent in our area in that area mm-hmm. of town and you know it's, it's about a dollar per square foot and <laughs> you're saying long, are you saying long-term rent yeah okay yeah gotcha. as a base as a base yep you know Unfurnished and then year lease yeah dollars yeah. square foot okay. a lot of long-term rentals are like um well normal rentals are like minimum two years sometimes oh, it's, wow. it's um in short-term rentals you you can't even get one in delaware like even in apartments for less than six months Wow. So there's there's a really great opportunity for people to get in, involved in this. But um, uh, I started there as my base because I, I needed something to go by because we're kind of trying something new, let alone like just even Airbnb in the city of Delaware isn't, you know, it's not like great. Delaware is like a, you know, destination. Yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, it's cute, but it's, yeah. we're not a vacation hotspot yeah. in Delaware, Ohio. Sure. But it is a great city and there's simply, it's, it's kind of knowing your surroundings and mm-hmm. knowing that what is the need? There's not a hotel in the city. So to me right there, there was a huge opportunity for us to kind of fill that gap. And I would just argue that the types of needs that hotels fulfill are different than you know, what an Airbnb or short-term rental would fill. Yeah. So fulfill, you know, where you have family and it's, it's maybe longer than a few nights or, um, but, um, so the base was, you know, $1 per square foot. And then, um, if you add a uh, short-term, uh, lease, uh, to that or short-term stay, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could 1.5 to 2.5, right. Right. X. Yeah. On that number, if you add in, and then I'm guessing because right. location and quality sure. all factor in. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, I'm, you know, I then said, okay, well, furnished or unfurnished, you know, if it's furnished, I would add another multiplier on the, on top of that, which would probably range anywhere from like two to four. Sure. You know, I really don't know. And that's playing the market and the supply and demand problem. Yeah. And um, really just trying to identify um, market fit. And sometimes you start um, safe. And, I, you know, so Sarah's the manager of the little lady house. And mm-hmm. um, um, she does a really good job of, like, testing the market um, with with cost and price Mm -hmm. and she has eased into where we're at right now with it and it's performing great it performed great for the short-term claim and it performed great right now it's been doing really well on airbnb okay so So. 
I didn't know about this, and I thought this was really interesting. Talk to us about that relationship between insurance companies and hotels and how you'd like to disrupt that a little bit. Yeah, so um, with Intown Stays, one one thing about our company, um, and this is just something that we're going for, is really a grassroots approach. So first of all, we really appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. We think you two are superstars. And my kids and wife will be listening to this. So I love you guys. Like, they just love this. Um, They were super excited. But, um, you know, like, one of the things to think about is just think about tornadoes in Dayton. Okay? So we have, I have a friend who's an insurance uh, adjuster for a pretty well-known insurance company. And he was one uh, of, like, 10 from their company in Dayton during the time. Okay, so he did, I don't know, up to 10 claims per day or something for a week and maybe more. And I think they had about 100 to 300 claims that week um, just for that company in Dayton. And he said probably about 80% of those people also had home loss. So um, Complete home loss. Yeah, um, where they're disrupted enough to where they're going to be out the typical claim in the U.S. is about four to six months. Wow. So when that hits, and I don't know if you two can think of any player in the market that is like Airbnb, but for short-term leasing. Right. Right. Um, and I really can't. Um, and so, you know, there are people living in hotels right now because there's that problem. And that's a really easy way to get them shelter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a great strategic solution. And so, you know, I've just considered trying to transition people out of hotels and into short-term stays for cost, for quality, for getting them back in their hometown where their home is, getting remedy just for convenience, um, the school district problem, all the things that can come with being in a situation like that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a better market fit for the people. It's a better solution for the people lowers the cost of insurance, has the potential. In 2018, as we started down this path of really doing market validity for in-town stays, and we have some of these uh, statistics on the website, in 2018, it's there, there were 108 catastrophes just in the U.S., okay? Um, just in the U.S., 108 catastrophes. And so, like, the insured loss for those catastrophes just the catastrophes, let alone everything else below right. that level, because they range right. it in levels, catastrophes like the worst. The epic, most epic. Yeah. Several, several people and homes um, typically involved. And uh, the insured loss was over $50 billion. Okay, so just think about that. Yeah. <laughs> the uninsured loss was about $29 billion. So a total of like 82 billion or something, you know, just insane, um, let alone around the world. And so like there's just a huge opportunity. Airbnb is a great company and they have really helped short term hosts with um, just aptitude of what it means to be a host. And yeah. like, you know, and really changing the perspective of what it means like in the U.S., um, where we drive into our you know garages and we shut the door and we don't you know just that whole like it, it they're helping to break that and, right absolutely you know what I mean and yeah. like 
it becomes an experience and it's personal and it's yeah. it's your product right. as a host and you love it. And uh, we want to bring that um, to all the other markets that Airbnb aren't playing in right now. And it's really hard on Airbnb. I don't know if you've ever in Columbus have tried to get a Airbnb in our area, at least, you know, for six months just to see what would happen. Yeah. Get some pretty interesting I bet you numbers. <laughs> you get some places. High do- you get some high dollar, yeah. high dollar stays. Well, here's my question too. And I, and I told BD before we went live or before we started recording, I said, I'm going to ask you this question because I know you listeners yeah. out there are thinking this. Because here's what I'll tell you. If you have been a host for a little bit of time now, you've inevitably been reached out by someone. And if for us in Columbus, it's, hey, I'm trying to find a place for three to four months. Um, I'm in town for for a semester in school or a special project or what have you. Uh, you know, my budget is, let's say, $1,200. And in our market, $1,200 is like a one-year lease unfurnished mid-level space. No utilities, Wi-Fi. No included. utilities, no what, Maybe nothing. Not a roof over your head and running water, mm-hmm. but then you're probably going to pay for it. So it was hard for me when I get presented with these opportunities to find a win-win because they want the furnished convenience, mm-hmm. but for a short-term state, they're on the right platform. But for me, it's like, I might as well just stay open. You know, I've got, this is my main source of income. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. So then I'm staying short term. So I'm saying you can come stay with me for one night or you can come stay with me up for up to like 30 days, I feel like is what we, we've landed on personally. Yeah. So if I'm set up that way, but I want to connect with you, what you're doing, how do I do that? Because I'm also booked out three to six months, depending on my property. I've got bookings. Maybe it's a random one in you know January right now, but you present me with Sarah. There's mm-hmm. someone who needs a place to stay. And so how do you tell our listeners to kind of balance that? Yeah, I mean... I, I look at being a host as I'm the property manager. Right. I'm the person that really runs the schedule and the planning. And I need to think tactically and then strategically about my property. And so, um, you know, when we when we consider calendar, it's really market dependent, right? Mm-hmm. So like Delaware, landlocked, the types of calendar uh, events that we're seeing right now are around, well... I have a week staying, uh, a family staying for a week because the fair. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that, it's these little nibble stays, you know, and Mm -hmm. and that's just Delaware. We love it. Um, We love hosting and we love, you know, getting the property ready for another family and we're all that. But we also have to understand our market. So honestly, like we're still learning uh, about the uh, Liberty House in Delaware because it, this is our first couple months in Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just came out of that claim and and we started in December. So we're still new, we're doing well, but you know what we're seeing so far is bookings are really happening like about a month in advance. Okay. So when we think about like claims and opportunities, business relocation, uh, employee relocation, business short-term stays or employee relocation, uh, construction mm-hmm. um, process or delays where the construction company is on the hook to get a family into a, a temporary housing situation. Mm-hmm. There's all these opportunities. Those tend to be opportunities where you could have a family living in a hotel for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but you can transition them over for a number of months um, and it's 
it's like I said, if it's a claim, the typical claim is about four to six months. So you can have a solid capacity with your nightly rate, you know, capacity utilization being the number of nights per month. Right. 100% for those months stayed. And we try to stay out of the Airbnb realm of like, we will cut a lease on your behalf and allow it's 30 days minimum and beyond so that we can cut a lease kind of avoid the hotel taxing and mm-hmm. um, so yeah let, let's so, talk about that though so yeah. let's say right now you're on see i kind of think you've you had a sweet spot where you weren't listed yet so you're like oh yeah. <laughs> awesome i can get a five-month booking with all yeah. this money up front but if it's a normal host like some of our listeners right now that are already hosting um hopefully they're not opening their calendar too far up after over three months i mean people are in different areas so they would know better than i but like that I know that what Sarah and I are saying is a lot of times we get these like longer term stays that would we would love to host them, but we're like, no, our calendar's already booked. So right now, are you like, are you only booking maybe one month at a time? And then our when you know before you came on the show, Sarah and I talked about it almost like we want to do a beta test moving forward where we have a property that's just short term, but then we have another one where it's like a minimum yes. of two to three to four week stays to see if we could. You know, and only opening up the, your calendar a yeah. month in advance. Because yeah, I think I think that's going to be, I mean, to to, to challenge and, and help the business. Right. Because just for, so our listeners know, BJ and his, um, the company, they're just now launching. So at the end, we'll get everybody kind of some calls to actions to help him out. But that's where I see there being kind of um, the issue. But I think a great thing is like the people that are just getting ready to get started. So if they're coming out of the gates, it's like, hey, maybe reach out to in-town stays before you even list your short term, because there might be somebody where boom, like BJ's situation, he made a whole year's worth of what he anticipated on making on Airbnb before he even listed. So I think that's going to be the challenge of matching up new, you know, hosts and the person at that specific time. But I guess it's probably area dependent. I'd be willing. Now I have more than one property. And if you're out there listening and you're a co-host, right? I might even take a few, even like my larger homes. Cause I feel like larger homes are really hard to book far in advance unless we're coming in the summer months or what have you and like bachelorette parties or baby showers are happening. But I'd be willing to only open up my calendar four weeks ahead of time. They do say that 50% of Airbnb bookings happen within 30 days or less. Mm -hmm. So are you missing those opportunities when that's the average booking timeframe? And so now if in town stays contacts me, I've got a few properties in my portfolio where I can take advantage of this sort of income too. Is that kind of what you're thinking? That's right. And this is again, like, you know, the market, um, there's going to be times of the year where um, your capacity utilization is like really healthy and uh, you'll have a lull. Oh yeah, but, sure. But what's not time sensitive or geographically sensitive, like it's not, it doesn't have to be a vacation hotspot, are situations that, you know, are just life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we like to say like in-town stays is your home when life happens. Yeah. And that's like our mantra for the, especially like, the claim side of things. Sure. So in so. theory, also, I, I know um, BJ is doing collection of, you know, obviously email addresses to get people into his, um, into in-town stays. So could this be something for 
a property manager that manages not yeah. just short term. You know, um, there's a lot of people out there that have long term and short term. Now, is this something where they could have an opportunity? Let's say they're not Airbnb hosts or short term rental hosts, but they have long term stays. Is this something where they could get into your network? Yes. And if they have something sitting there vacant, that they could work with you to, yeah. to book those out. So you hit the nail on the head. So um, the uh, overall the the landlord that property hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, All the, I know, there's so cut, much. Landlord. Just, just please promise me you're going to cut that out. No, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. No, it's just, no, All the it things. Shows, it shows the um, diversification yeah. of what's going in the, on the market, the disruption. Right. You know, these, this is where it, it it's a little bit of a change, right? So mm-hmm. um, the traditional mm-hmm. apartment owner, right? Um, it may not seem like the ideal luxury stay Airbnb host. Maybe it is depending on location and, you know, season Mm -hmm. and whatever. But, you know, for a family that we're transitioning out of a hotel, it's a godsend. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, these are people that have traditionally not liked the thought of anything under six months. But if we build uh, relationships with them and give them pipeline for homes that are dedicated or units that are dedicated to solving this problem, we can feed that pipeline, take care of all the administrative back office stuff for them for the Um, most part. And then that's, and so like that it is absolutely, especially when you're running a, a apartment and complex and you have multiple units and we'll, we can work with property managers and that's mm-hmm. totally fine as well, but they can eventually we're bringing on more and more uh, product and software to basically take care of all the brokering where it's almost just software as a service. Yeah. So, and that includes dynamically cutting the lease with unique provisions for each property that makes sense. So you may have a beachfront, you know, that there's different rules about the house than mm-hmm. like landlocked Delaware. Right. <laughs> so, um, but if I hope that helps because like it is a calendar overall is going to be a challenge for someone who has a single family home that they have on Airbnb and they're in a location where they're getting bookings months in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, like Sarah said, that's what we're seeing in Delaware. We're seeing like, it just happens. All of a sudden, we have 15 stays right. in a month, you right. know, and that's good for, for Airbnb. But uh, there's just great opportunity in, in all the other markets to play in. So I, I, it's a balance. I, yeah. We talk about this all the time, but it happens whenever we have guests on. But this is the thing I want everybody at home and our listeners to, to just think about is this is where you really think outside of the box and what just short, short-term rentals have has expanded how you can earn money. So what I'm thinking now when we're talking about this, I know so many people that have multiple homes and guess what? They just short-term rental Airbnb is not their jam. It is never going to be their jam. They would rather have their two properties and one get dusty when they're not there than the thought of strangers coming and going and having a co-host and having to deal with an app and this and that. So, but I do know, I bet you if I took this idea to them about, "Hey, wouldn't you really like to help a displaced family?" Who's right down, maybe right down your street. And look, you may, they may never need a, you know, in town stays may never need a place or they might need you really often. So it'd be interesting if you're kind of thinking about short term rental, but you don't really know to just get involved with something like this and have like 
okay, great. I don't, I'm not there five months out of the year and I'm going to get to help a, a devastated family out. Those, those are some situations that just came to mind of like, wow, this is really an opportunity yeah. to build community and, and yes. help each other out. And I'm sure like there's other things that go along. If you can get that money and help a family, I'm just like, wow, that's for everybody right. that's been, that's scared or they're just like, and you, honestly, a lot of people that have multiple properties, they don't need the money. So they're like, I don't want to even deal with it, you know? So that's where I think you might have a huge market for people that have multiple homes. You know, like you were saying, Dayton, like when, when the tornadoes hit, there might be people that live in South Carolina, Florida, snowbirds that are like, hey, we'll just stay down here and we'll let somebody right. in need yeah, stay and, in our home. And right now in, in the early stages, we're hunting and gathering and manually like <laughs> making connections and brokering opportunity. But we do plan to have, and this is very much like how insurance companies work in general. So they think of an insurance company like a general contractor kind of. Yeah. They broker the work mm-hmm. that needs mm-hmm. to be done, but it, it's always like a third party doing majority of the work. Sure. <laughs> um, so they basically get your your money yeah, <laughs> and, right. and they just make sure that you're going to get taken care of. Yeah. But they're pretty far removed from the real work, yeah. I guess. Um, no offense to any insurance companies out there, but yeah. um, you know, that is, that's really common. Um, and because they're, they're best in the world at making sure that you're going to get the work that you need because they can't solve all the problems. So they really work with housing brokers. So in, in pharmacy, they, there's, there's um, you know, on, on the medical side, because I have lots of experience in insurance and medical and uh, pharmacy and there's, just layers of of brokering and how how all that stuff stuff works and vendors and benefit manager groups and in between yeah. who actually serve the people. So, um, what we're trying to do is provide those opportunities uh, directly yep. uh, to uh, hosts, so that um, the worst case scenario is you're turning down opportunity. That's what I was gonna say. So and you would reach like, out that's, to us. That's, that's yeah. That so if is, we're in your network, if, yeah. we're, yes. we're, if we go to in-town stays, we enter in our information, we let you know what our short-term rental like property looks like, then basically all of it's off of us. You would just That's reach right. out to us and say, hey, we have an opportunity, a family's displaced, they need yeah. a stay from X date to X date. Would we let you, would you kind of look at our um, listing mm-hmm. and do some of the math beforehand before even reaching out to us to make sure there is a market fit there? Or um, what does that yes. back and forth look like? Is it going to be emails? Is your is it going to be an app? How What's that correspondence going to look um, like? Right now, right now, when people sign up, um, we'll be able to collect their, whatever they provide to us. So okay. uh, emails minimum. Okay. So that, um, we can definitely send out emails and you'll see opportunities. Eventually, they'll be able to use the website to see like an opportunities dashboard. Okay. It'll be um, somewhat stripped of like personal details about the claim. Sure, um, sure. Just enough information to know, oh, they're in my city and I can help them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can click on that and it notifies us and if they're logged in and all that stuff, um, which is coming. It's not there yet, but that's where we want to be. We okay. want to allow, if you think about Hey, I know my property is going to be available in a month or two. So I'm ready for my next opportunity. So I go to the opportunities dashboard, start at the top of the bucket and just go down from there and can say I'm willing to 
pick up this claim. Because you're, so I have so many questions right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. So one is. of them being, which we were just inspired to say is, okay, you might even have, maybe, maybe you didn't have, and the insurance company didn't have a place to put the displaced family. So they're in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I come along, I have availability. Cool. I'll take this person who's in a hotel right now and I'll get them ready to transition into your rental. That's right. Right. Which is so cool because yes. now it doesn't have to be that perfect timing of, right. Unfortunately, yes. disaster strikes. Your home right. is available when, when? When we have network like hotels do, it will be. Right. Because basically like what oh, our hope nice. is, our our vision and strategy is to be, you know, the Airbnb of leasing for yeah. the most part, where claims adjuster who's working directly with um, the consumer can, instead of going online or sending an email to a broker, mm-hmm. okay. we're completely out of the picture and they can just find a place right then and there in less than five minutes. And we make, you know, fa- relocating families to a home as easy as vacationing. Right. So, and that's, that's our goal. Okay. So leasing as can, easy as vacationing. Mm-hmm. So. Can the host, I'm going to call them host because that's feel like that's our, that's our culture here on <laughs> Thanks for Visiting. Yeah. Can the host still be in complete control of pricing just like we are in Airbnb? Yes. Yes, um, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, the hosts are the property managers. That's their product. Mm-hmm. And their product has a value that they deem right. you know, appropriate. So um, for me, um, there's some hosts that may not uh, have been in the market for very long. And I give them kind of, here's my base. And this is where I start. And right. then I, if you're short-term stay, okay, short-term lease, I, we go through the multiplication of that and yeah. are you furnished or unfurnished? Because in our situation, there may be people where a tree fell in their house and they just need to get their couch out and mm-hmm. stuff out of the house. Okay. They would move and their so home into your an home. An unfurnished house in this situation would be best. Is, yeah, oh. maybe best because otherwise they're, they're paying they're, for a rental somewhere. Uh, paying for a storage uh, unit yeah, or storage something. Okay. Thank you. So, you know, and that's very common. And guess what? Insurance companies pay for that too. Right. Um, like, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, good. Uh, yeah. So there's lots of services eventually that we foresee and including, you know, um, staging and uh, to help transition traditional property owners into all these new market opportunities because there's a solution that makes it easy for them. And that was the biggest showstopper for these owners is it's cumbersome to have to get a family in and out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so that's, that's kind of how we're and you, and you, would you so when you're in Airbnb, you know Airbnb prompts you and says like, okay, what kind of discount do you want to get for a week long stay? What kind of discount do you want to give for a month long stay? Mm-hmm. Do you think I don't have to give discounts and still win win? If I'm let's say on average I charge, I'm making this up, a hundred dollars on a weeknight and a hundred and fifty on a weekend. You know my theory. Don't set it and forget it. But let's just <laughs> say that's what I do on average. Can I take whatever that is for that month and just say that when I don't have to pay cleaning fees? That's what I want to charge the guest. Do you think that's kind of where? Yeah. Yeah. And so think of each property has a base lease that we would cut. And And so that's the deal. It would be a lease though. So this this booking would not technically take place on a short-term rental platform though, correct? Or could it? So like for Mm. me, what if I wanted... In town, like in town stays, I or the company to actually book me through Airbnb. That couldn't happen. No, but could the two calendars talk to each other? It'll be through 
in town stays for sure, as far okay. as the booking okay. and the, the lease and everything. Yeah, okay. be okay. an agreement. Gotcha. Um, we'll be brokering that whole deal. We we are so we have looked into integration with Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way it looks now, they have different levels of accounting with um, their software APIs mm-hmm. or interfaces. And I, th- what I've been told thus far from our tech guy, yeah, is that you know it's it's easy to put information in, but it's hard to get out. Mm, so like sense. one thing some uh, a host could do is put their information in and then we can always update to Airbnb if they have changes so they don't have to duplicate. Yeah. But right now what we're doing until we have that is we're doing all the footwork. We're like looking at what you have, looking at your property and making those adjustments. <laughs> so in our system. And you're so, not looking at staying in Delaware or Columbus. If you're listening from California, can someone... Yes get in touch with you yeah, and, and help you? Great question. So we're actually approaching the market by, we ideally would like to talk to an insurance company, like yeah. a progressive or nationwide. We're, we're really hoping to build a relationship there uh, with those companies because we think that they have, um, you know, they really know where the pain is mm-hmm. uh, from a claims perspective. And we want to target those areas. So what we'll what we'd ideally like to do is get them to sign up for up to a level of so many rents per month. Mm. That helps fund our company. And then we basically blast out to those areas in high need, like where a disaster is struck, uh, whether it be tornado or flood or, you know, wind Never, damage yeah. and trees falling and all the stuff. And basically target those areas for land uh, landlords, uh, property owners, short-term stay hosts, and basically do a very targeted ad mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. Uh, for them and um, build network organically by helping to solve the great problem uh, where, where the greatest need is currently, if that makes sense. It so, totally does. Yeah. Yeah. That helps their bottom line. It, it, it helps kind of spur our business on and it helps transition uh, property owners where we really need it the most right now. So can eventually will your, will you get your brand to a place where now people who are displaced by renovations mm-hmm. or maybe they're somewhere for work that they can reach out to Yes, in town states? Cause here's what I, I've learned this recently. Um, Cause I've been having some challenges with properties here in Columbus. We're also even downtown Columbus. We're not a vacation spot. We're more of like a, you're here for family or friends or business. So I've got some larger properties in my portfolio and I, I want to meet January and February head on where I know we're going to slow down from the other events that go on and keep my rentals busy. So I'm thinking of ways that I can, I know there are people staying in town and hotels for a month, two months. And I don't know where to go. So I, I just discovered a website that helps traveling nurses. But I even noticed those websites are so like maybe a couple hundred dollars over a long-term vacant lease that it's not worth it for me to to balance Airbnb with with these websites. And they don't do any work for you. Right. They might, they list your property and they bring you nurses, but then it's all on you. And it's like, well, I know you think that sounds great for me. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah, like that would be, so could you connect us with corporate housing mm-hmm. and people who have the funds to to really pay market value for beautifully furnished spaces, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So think about, um, you know, it, just envision this with me if you yeah. if you can, and I'll do my best to explain <laughs> or describe. Um, think about a dashboard where you just have 
kind of an enumeration of opportunities. And you have the ability to filter those down by geography, by type. If you prefer through experience, maybe mm-hmm. short-term business stays or employee relocation opportunities. Those are those are great opportunities because you're working with a corporate sponsor for that that person right. or that family. And so it's it's very solid revenue um, from typically trustworthy right. sources. Right, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, and they also, you know, as far as the lease works, you know, can be on the hook if the person person or family um, do something malicious to the house or damage the house. I know that's a concern. Mm-hmm. And I know Airbnb supports some level of insurance mm-hmm. for some of those rare cases. Um, but, you know, basically like our base lease agreement will have some things that will protect all parties, right? Sure. So, but for the most part, each property is is kind of unique. So right. we want to be able to allow property owners to put inter, you know, unique types of clauses or things on those leases that are meaningful for that property so that they can really tailor it. And that saves to that property profile. So, so that's kind of how we're in control of what experience You're very in control. So like, for instance, you can go in and clean and get a cleaning fee every week. And that gives you that kind of like oversight over your product. Yeah. Uh, which over, which I yeah. love having mm-hmm. the difference between having a long-term lease where I don't see my property for a year, mm-hmm. plus my obsession with hospitality and, and just doing what we do. Yeah. But I this is really cool. So you're like, you're turning the table what the Airbnb thing is where the consumer or the, the guest is looking for the opportunity. But now we as short-term rental hosts are looking for the guest mm-hmm. or the opportunity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's caused by a disaster. But like you said, life happens. And so yeah. we've got to meet that head on. Also, I just thought... I don't know how many DMs we get with people who are like, my city just outlawed short-term rental stays. And so listen, listeners, if you were just, you know, shut down by your city, while I think it's temporary, because I don't think government can really stop change from happening in this regard, this might be a really cool opportunity to go beyond that 30 days and still be crazy profitable. Even if you have a guest for five to six months, you might make the same that you would have for the year long or long term. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, you know, like, and that's absolutely right. And, you know, as far as the the regulation and things like that, it is changing a lot. The mm-hmm. landscape's changing. And I know in Ohio, and I think you talked about this at the last Airbnb meetup, um, you know, there, we should start planning for hotel tax as Airbnb hosts. Yeah, right. And that's unfortunate because I just think it's not <laughs> hotel tax, but but that's my personal opinion and yeah. I don't write law and regulation. Right. And, and you know, I, I do think that sometimes on the regulatory side, and I don't want to go too far down regulatory sure, side because yeah. I don't want to depress your audience. <laughs> I do think that sometimes when regulation seems adverse to business, they're trying to get a handle on what to, how to approach it. And so I would be really surprised if people can do Airbnb one day right. where, where maybe it's not right right now. For right. Right. So. No, I just think this is a great, it's another way that we are putting opportunity in our hands. What do you think, you know, I'm looking forward to your crazy successful future. Do you <laughs> think hotels are going to be just as upset with this concept as they kind of are with short-term rentals? Do you think they'll get, do you think, how do, do you think they're going to try to meet this? What do you think that's 
Because if we're taking their guests, maybe you're staying in their hotels and we're saying, now come stay in this home with a kitchen and two baths and a garage. And yeah. what do you, how do you think they'll respond? Well, uh, you know, like I, I don't know the heart of man, <laughs> but I think if a business uh, owner of a hotel um, would search deep and really ask, who's my customer? Right. I think it would be hard to say that this is not the right thing for a family or sure. people Absolutely. in a situation. That's such a good answer, yeah. Yeah. God, that was good. Yeah, I, and I think, like, going back to what Sarah said and even you, just your concept overall, I just love that, Pete, that everyone is starting to think and be more responsible for their future overall. You know, so this is something where, like, Sarah, I didn't even think about hey, if something were to, like regulations were coming to place, it doesn't mean you have to completely shut this down. And and by the way, like until BJ is up and in town stays is up and firing all over the US, like these are things like you may know somebody that I'm sure everyone has like a sister or brother-in-law that's like an insurance broker. You can talk to them now about this type of stuff. Um, This is where be creative and put your own, you know, your own finances in your own hands and start talking to people. You don't have to wait for, uh, for, you know, the internet to catch up with what, what your demands are, because that's what happened to you originally was out of a need of a friend that came to you. So that's what I love the most about it. And you know, Sarah and I always talk about, I, you know, we had an episode on side hustle, but BJ has just taken it to a whole nother level of like, I'm just going to create an entire company based <laughs> off this, similar to like a properly, you know, he just saw that. So that's commendable. If anybody's out there listening and you have these ideas, tr- you know, go for them for sure. It's super interesting. Not that it matters because I think it depends. I think there is enough room in this world for all sorts of businesses, even if we're serving the same need, but are there other businesses out there who are doing this? Or do you really feel like you're, um, you're revolutionary here? It, we, we were not sure. And it was very interesting as we did market research early on um, to just see, are we a good fit? Yeah. And uh, the more people we talked to, it was like, wow, I can't think of anybody. And I would ask people who have been in the business for a while, do you know of anybody? Yeah. You know, and it's like, I can't think of anyone. It's so exciting. <laughs> like, yeah. and, the, and, the, and they're just like, I can't, bl-. then they would follow that up with, I can't believe there's no one in this uh, space. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, yeah. But we did um, happen, um, Tom Leiter, who's our COO mm-hmm. of the company, and he is just a wonderful guy. And he has done a ton of market research for the company. And, um, he did find a company up in Canada. And so we've, we've actually, and, it, and that person's story is very much like ours. That's okay. um, so and, and, and very much like yours, right? So, yeah. and he kind of acted on that and built a, a really cool company up in Canada. Uh, so we've, we've, we've uh, talked about possibly meet and greet one day and just have some drinks or something and talk about it and For sure. see what happens because I mean, there really is no ceiling to this. Right. And there, there's so much need. Yeah. There, there really is a lot of need. Um, and there's so many, like if we build the platform, it's not only like the formal needs that are coming, it's all those shoulder tap needs right. of people who are like, you know what? I just sold my house, which is great, mm-hmm. but my new condo we were going to retire in didn't appraise. Right. Or, and now I'm homeless and like, as soon as I started thinking about this problem, somebody told me about that because I was talking to them about it. And it was an old friend I work, worked with. And and it was just like, everybody's telling me these stories now. And it's the need is really 
presenting itself because we have a potential solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's like, yeah, that happened to me or this, you know, I have some friends that are in this situation. Um, multiple people in the company have friends in a situation right now. Absolutely. And, it's really exciting. Yeah. They say, you know, yeah, I don't know. You, you To be able to take an actual need that's not being met yet, even though like there are hotels and hopefully these people are finding places, it's just not the ideal place. Is there anything, BJ, that we haven't touched on yet that you really want our listeners to know about about your company? Um, you know, the software's coming. Uh, we ideally want to be a platform uh, to allow people to build the connections themselves. Um, so that means hosts looking for opportunities or um, insurance providers or corporations looking for a solution Mm-hmm. Uh, through our platform. So it's really reverse lookup. If you think about it, it's bi-directional in so many different ways. Um, but then also like consumers who we just had a call yesterday and I'm trying to set um, uh, someone up with a with a property in, in Delaware, actually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was, there's no corporate sponsor. There's no insurance company. Um, they're just in a situation where they need to come home with family for a little while. So, you know, and they need three months. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, this just happens all the time. And we hope, we hope to have the platform to facilitate and make that really easy at your fingertips and search, click, go. Get you on Shark so. Tank. You know what I mean? Like this is, I think just thinks is that good. They take too much equity. They, no, you're not wrong. You're for not very wrong. little. Maybe, maybe <laughs> thanks for visiting will be your Shark Tank. We'll maybe. connect you yeah. with that. If you can help investor. us with seed funding, that would be great. <laughs> um, so where, where can our listeners yeah, where can yeah. they sign up or reach out if they have any questions or if they know of somebody that they can connect you with? Where can they yeah. find you? So In Town Stays, and as of today, you can go to I-N-T-O-W-N Stays, so S-T-A-T-O-N. Ys.com. So intownstays.com, or you can double N mm-hmm. as well on the N. I-N-N. Yeah, mm-hmm. I-N-N. And that's kind of our namesake. So intownstays.com. And um, please, if you're interested, if you're an insurance provider, if you're a property owner, if you just want more information, um, fill out the form on the web, on the homepage, mm-hmm. and we'll be in contact. So you know, just last week we put two listings up and somebody found, you know, our, our site uh, through a reference and said, I'd love to come stay in those homes, either one of those homes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, this, it's a great opportunity and we are going to be listing people's homes if you want your home listed. And so, yeah, that the website is the source right now. Okay. And uh, we plan to um, enable login and uh, profile mm, wow. management and then eventually adding properties and managing the properties that are already in the system. And we'll be connecting the dots and making it as painless as possible as we grow. But right now we wanted to start by trying to solve the problem with what we have. Yes, and that's, that's all you it's, can do. It's, it's unsustainable uh, <laughs> doing it this way as we grow, but yeah. um, we will be using software to scale and where it makes sense. And then eventually we hope to just be fully operational on the website so great i mean this is being recorded right now what is it september 10th today mm-hmm. 2019 so i can't wait listen if you're listening a year from now this this episode you know where you'll be and i hope that um yeah that it just continues to grow i so. think it was uh two months ago the last airbnb 
the meetup and I had the idea. It was yeah. a crazy idea and yeah. I shared it with you. So I appreciate yeah. you two uh, giving me a chance to come on and talk yeah. about it. No, sure. it's, we, we, this is our jam. Yeah. So in all forms. So thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. And we hope this helps you get connected with the people that you need. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, listeners. Thanks for tuning in for another great episode. I'm Sarah. I'm Annette. And, and we are. Thanks, thanks for visiting. visiting. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.